Art is awesome. Martial arts are awesome. Let's take a journey to where they both are meet. Welcome to the Martial Artsy Podcast. Um, what's up, guys? This is Ray Kong Sarai coming at you with another edition of the Martial Artsy Podcast, where we take a look at the confluence between martial arts and art. Excuse me. Sometimes we take gum out of our mouths. <laughs> Sometimes we leave it in. Sometimes we eat snacks. But that's just how it goes, you know, because that's life. Life is snacks. Um, today, I have the pleasure of my longtime friend, close associate, Eddie, the Filipino phenom, Yagen, here sitting here to talk stuff with me about uh, martial arts and art and kind of how both of those things have kind of affected him in his life and possibly some good things you can you can draw from it and maybe some bad things you can draw from it but either way so hopefully it's it's a it's a of service to you so um yeah without any further ado my boy Eddie <laughs> hello everybody <laughs> it's been a while since i did an interview um <laughs> so the funny thing is like the one thing i've learned about art right is that you do it and it might suck and so you do it again and that might suck and you do it again and you might suck and you do it again you do it over and over and over and over again you get better and the thing i've learned about martial arts is you do it and you totally get your ass whooped and then you do it again and then you get your ass whooped and then you do it again and then you get your ass whooped and then you stop getting your ass whooped and then one day you wake up and you don't suck and Hopefully this podcast is the same way because <laughs> like my interview skills, the first few, I'm like, all right, bear with me. We're getting better, you know, and the first few are learning experiences. And but every single episode we do, we get, I feel like I get a little bit better. Plus, you like kind of like the longer time the interview goes on, those first little weird jitters kind of like get out of the way. And then we just what do you feel like you need to work on one of the things that i feel like i need to work on is i don't even want to say it because if i say it i'll start doing it and i think i've done pretty good so far this episode not throwing in the the um magic now uh, that i say it gotcha. so if you guys <laughs> watch and you are are interested in playing the uh the um drinking game i cannot be responsible for over serving you by saying um if you t- if you drink every <laughs> single time i say um you're gonna be fading about 14 minutes <laughs> <laughs> so we ain't gonna we ain't gonna worry about that but uh yeah so like one of the things i like to do is just talk about art me and this it's it's a weird thing because me and this guy have so much history that it's almost hard to like kind of like pick and choose you know to talk about our story to talk about his story to talk about um, where he's at now. So um, let's talk about both. So both of how let's talk about how we met. How about that? 
How about this? First, we're going to talk about where we're at right now. Yeah. <laughs> where are we at right now, Eddie? We are at uh, the new location of Destiny Health and Mixed Martial Arts, which is located on 4343 North Rancho Drive, suite number 106. Look for the jujitsu sign. In Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> oh yeah don't forget about that don't forget about that because i don't want none of you guys showing up somewhere <laughs> in, off in, a convoy in hope in, 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 in san diego or, in, or somewhere or in Oahu somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah so um just make sure you if you looking for us you in or looking for eddie here you you're looking in las vegas because that's where he's at the fight capital of the world <laughs> Gee. Gee. um <laughs> and the name the name of the school is destiny health and mixed martial arts destiny health and mixed martial arts cool thing is i talked to you was it like september like september time frame and uh you were working on starting a program you know and you were starting a program at a different location and then just the way things work out you ended up with this location and now, with the start of a new year, you have a brand new, dedicated location to concentrate on mixed martial arts and teaching jujitsu and just all of the fun things. So, um, I just want to—I wish I had one of those round of applause buttons while you press and it goes, "Yeah!" and the clap. <laughs> I don't have one of those. Oh, that'd but be we're cool. just going—we're just going to pretend. I'm not even going to cut that in in the editing. But you just know that if I had that button, it'd be like. Yeah, with a little clap or whatever, because <laughs> that is something that I personally, um, having walked down that road myself, um, it's not easy having your own spot. But I, I'm just, I just want to commend you for uh, taking that leap of faith. And this is an awesome facility, and I sincerely hope and pray that it turns out to be just as awesome as. I think it should be, <laughs> or anybody else thinks it should be, and uh, your students that are with you or people that are enjoying your classes, um, hopefully they find as much value as you intend to uh, to give to them. So that's that's basically uh, that's where we at right now. Um, me and this guy, if you never, <laughs> we just we'll just start jib jab. I mean, even more than what we've already started jibber-jabbering. Um, so I'll let you tell this, the the origin story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Schofield Barracks? Schofield Barracks? Schofield Naga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like 2000? What was 2000. it? 2000? Yeah, it was 2000. 2000. Wow, I told you. 2000. 2000. 19 years ago. Wow. Man, when you say it out loud like that, it sounds bad. That's, wow. <laughs> Man. That's a long, long time ago. Um, You know, that's a time in my life when I had just changed my life around and I just started fighting. Actually... I might have had one fight at that time when I met you. 
yeah. Actually, I did. Actually, I had four fights, I think, already when I met you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? It's like thinking back on that time period. Okay, so first off, Schofield Barracks, if you guys don't know, it's a military base. It's in Oahu, Hawaii. Okay, so um, I've alluded to the fact that, like, I, am, I, call it, I call it, like, I've had, like, Highlander lives, you know? Because, like, in the movie, like, he would have those, like, flashbacks. And he'd have a flashback and it'd be like, he'd be like, Riding through the desert on a horse and like you know, like yeah. the in like the wild <clears throat> west. And then he'd have another flashback and he'd be like a samurai and then he'd have another flashback. Like he's had a bunch of different lives because he's just kinda just kinda always been around. Mm-hmm. I feel like that about myself a lot. Like I've had like eighteen different iterations of myself, always having to find some way to kinda like to like reinvent myself. But just alluding to the origin story, it's like those were times back in the day before a lot of stuff that if you are currently practicing martial arts, um, if you went, if you could somehow be teleported back to those times, those were much less gentle times, <laughs> much more experimental. Not a lot of people knew uh, what was going on, and there was no guarantee of any sort of future at all in um and doing martial arts let alone doing jiu-jitsu you know there was there was not a lot you know going on kind of like at that time i think ufc might have been like in the single or maybe double digits at the time you know and they would have like one or two a year like um yeah it was a completely different different landscape for martial arts and it was completely different landscape just in general just for training and Hawaii was a very very special place because back in the day um if you were in the MMA like especially during that time frame like it like it became legal and then it became illegal everywhere and the only place you could do it was like on places that had like sovereign land like like native reservations or places that um, just kind of didn't care, like Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> TJ. But you know what? Like, TJ. T- yes, t- TJ. Like Tijuana was like one of those places that was like, yeah, whatever. But like um, if you look back in Hawaii, Hawaii always had like a provision for um, for martial arts because there's a rich tradition of like, like Hawaii Kempo Karate. And like in the state constitution, there was a lot of provisions for – martial arts and because MMA back then it might have been full contact fighting <laughs> back in the day it might have been valet tudo it might have been shudo whatever you know name it was nom de guerre it was going by um that was one of those things where it was like Hawaii was it's it's different it was always like a place where Hawaii was a place that embraced it um one of the early promoters did a whole lot of like legal back and forth mm-hmm. like to make sure that it was allowable and that he could get his promotion going um shout out to the OG TJ Thompson yeah TJ Thompson <laughs> back in the day he uh he, he, he paved the way man yeah he did he fought a lot of those like you know it's like 
like uh, nowadays, having been, you know, being a, a, a substantial gentleman myself, you know, being older, sometimes you may have issues of the legal variety and they're never fun. You know, like going to court is never fun. And to think that at some time somebody had to do that just so they could have an MMA show is like pretty dope. Um, and because of that, the landscape of Hawaii was very unique. There was a lot of, for such a small per capita, there was a lot of people that was doing MMA. And there was also a lot of people that were doing jiu-jitsu because there's a lot of surfing going on. There's a, a lot of influence there. Um, but the funny thing was, was like during that time, we were talking about it earlier, but it was like the way we looked at competing in jiu-jitsu was like, oh, we're going to jump in this tournament to get ready for an MMA fight. <laughs> so it wasn't like, you know, like, oh, I'm training to win, you know, Naga Hawaii 2001. I'm not training for that. Right, right. It was like, I'm training to fight, but this might be fun. Yeah. You know? This might <laughs> be fun. Yeah. I think I can yep. do this. Like, that was kind of like how it was. That's true. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I remember, yeah, it was like 2000, Schofield Barracks. You know, okay, so I hijacked that. So you can continue <laughs> with the story. How we, continue with the story. How we met. <laughs> okay, so um, you fought how many times that day? Like All 13, of them. 14? <laughs> 13, of 14 them. people lot. that day. A lot. To a point where Kip Collar got on the mic and was like, we got to give this guy a round of applause because he <laughs> fought everybody. Yeah. <laughs> today. At the same time. Yeah. So, um, I I was like I'm not leaving until I beat one person, and now, mind you, this is after like two days of training. <laughs> right, you you were coming off of uh, military training, right? Yeah, not no. even military. I I had I think well, I had the, legit the, the basic, you know. No, it wasn't even that. Like, so I wrestled in high school, and like I just thought I could roll, and like I just thought I could roll, and like I'd been to like two classes. I'd went with um, like I think. The, my first day, I like walked in and was like, "Oh, like I want to do this rolling stuff." You know, it seems like it's fun. Like, I where was that? The barracks? No, this is at Grappling Unlimited. Oh, that's after we met. No. Yes. This was, no. I'm the one that introduced you to Grappling. No, Unlimited. no, no, no. Before that? This was before. That's oh, with with fish. Todd. So like Todd. Shout out Todd Atkins. Oh, um, Todd. Todd was one of my my homeboys that I worked with, right? And we had gone to a Super oh, okay. Brawl. And he sh showed me where Grappling Limit okay. was in Halava Heights. And I went there and just watched, like, oh, the first day. And then the second day, I came and I was like, I want to try this rolling stuff. Because I remember watching guys roll. Mm -hmm. They were, like, having fun. I'm like, yo, that <laughs> looks like so much fun. Wrestling, my experience in wrestling in high school was like, it sucked, man. You get your butt whooped, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. fast, like. Dudes was not playing around. There was no, you know, there was not a lot of nuance. Like, time period-wise, it's, you know, two-minute time periods. Like, you're fighting for a takedown in practice, but it was not as, like, relaxed. Like, people were taking it a little mo bit more seriously, you know, like North Texas. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, one of the things that, that I was like, that looks like so much fun. In my head... Like, I'm thinking, like, man, 
like I should totally be able to do this. Like I should totally be able to do this and like it looks like fun. And like that first day like I got ignored. <laughs> like I literally sat at the front desk watching people roll. Kind of creepy now. I'm thinking about it. It's like man, I I sat there for like hours. That's pretty creepy. Like I should have just kind of <laughs> Said something to somebody yeah. and then left and then came back the next day and was like, I want to roll. Like, total creep move. Um, and I remember Egan was like there and I was like, oh, Egan's kind of like my size. Like, maybe <clears throat> I should roll with Egan. In hindsight, like, one thing I realized about myself <laughs> is if there's a lesson to be learned <laughs> the wrong way, I guarantee you I have learned it the wrong way. I have so many lessons that are now like principles in my head <laughs> because I learned them the I wasn't there. The wrongest possible way. <laughs> Barrett was there, right? <laughs> and Egan goes, Oh, he's warming up. He'll be ready to roll with you in a little bit, right? In hindsight, I had no clue what the heck was going on. Like, I just thought I was, you know what I mean? Like, I had. A big chest. I thought I knew what was going on. I think I might have been like 18 years old at the time. You know, like re relatively large dude, you know, like with a little bit of wrestling background. Now, 20 years, almost 20 years later, like I realize what that is. <laughs> and I've seen so many of those dudes come in that like I know I was just like out. Like I had no business doing that. Like I probably should have like found somebody else. But this is Grappling Unlimited, where out of 50 people that might have been members, like at least 20 of them now have UFC history, um, probably like 38 out of the 50 may have actually fought professionally at some time or another. And, yeah, just the accolades of that gym is just, I mean, it's, it's legendary, you know. Yeah. And it was not like a place where you go, like, like oh, I want to learn how to do. It was, it was the, it was a place where guys that were getting ready for fights, were training right. and getting better and going out. And especially considering the way Hawaii was at the time, it was like Hawaii is this little blip on the map, you know. But these guys are leaving and going out and like fighting all around the world. Like, it's a completely different thing. You BJ, know? BJ, BJ Penn was BJ one of those. Started fighting. Yeah, BJ was. There was so many dudes. Like, and you think about it, like, you think about UFC back in the day. Like, UFC didn't even have like, B, like BJ was fifty five, right? They had one fifty five. Yeah, they didn't have one forty five at the they time. They didn't have one forty five, thirty five, or twenty five, and everybody was looking at Shudo. Shudo was the Shudo. jam that's, back in the that's day. That's where everybody wanted to fight in. Shudo. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's <laughs> where you go in the gym. You look around. You're like, who is that? Oh, that's uh, uh, that's Maha, Mak Sakurai, or that's uh, Sakuraba or Sato or like, you know, um, Uimatsu or like Kao Uno. Like, you see these pictures of people on the wall. You know, it's like that shaped what we all thought was like the next level and what we could do. Like, the idea was to like, cause the majority of guys were like smaller. There was like a few guys. Like myself, um, shout out to Cabbage, Wesley Cabbage Carrera. What's um, up, Cabbage? What's up, Cabs? <laughs> <laughs> um, a few larger dudes that uh, 
we're kind of we're, we're in it but for the most part all like that's we all wanted to go to japan because japan was like <clears throat> you know especially being in hawaii like japan was like that's yeah. where you want to go you know yeah um for the smaller guys for the smaller guys yeah i mean but even for the bigger guys because we all kicked it yeah true it's like all but of our like i was thinking i was like oh shudo shudo they don't even have less heavyweight champ was like ensign you know oh yeah who's also in our like lineage you know so it's like that's who uh, that's like that was like the pinnacle for me like that's ensign you know like fought shudo like not even knowing like the history and the impact of you know just kind of like his journey was like but it was still pivotal, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those things. Like that's what I, that's what we look for, you know. Um, so yeah, so it's like 18 years old, walked into the gym, got choked out by Barrett. It's <laughs> 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 like whatever that little dude knows. <clears throat> like if I learn that, I'm never gonna wear a shirt again. Like <laughs> walk around, <laughs> I'm gonna be such, you know. Like and that was like my original original <laughs> thought. I was like, dude. I would be such a bad, bad dude, like, if I knew what he knew. Because I'm an old, I'm a beast, you know? Like, yeah. look at yourself and you're like, I'm a beast. Like, why can't I choke people? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he just, like, you know, just do whatever. Like, yeah, there's skill to be learned here. Um, and that was the first two days. And then there was the Schofield tournament. Oh, I got you. And then I was just like... Like, I had enough to know what sucked. Like, I got beat up enough to kind of know what sucked. Like, I got beat up by Barrett enough to know that there was a little bit, like, like I could push it a little bit. But I still didn't know nothing. I still didn't know. I mean, I was like, I had a great base, but I would give up my back like most dudes that wrestled. And, you know, and, and like, thinking back on that tournament, there were so many savages that were in that tournament. Mm-hmm. Like, so many savages, like. Like, like all the old school Jesus Lord guys like showed up, you know, like, um, yeah, that was just savages, man. Like, like, like just in hindsight, just thinking about it. But yeah, so that was like Schofield. Why did I go off on such a long tangent about? <laughs> you said like six words, <laughs> and I'm sitting over here jabbering about me getting my ass whooped. Um. <laughs> Oh, uh, pretty much like that's another thing you gotta work on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta be careful. You gotta vent. I gotta vent. Vent, gotta to, vent to your lady. Yeah, I'll vent tell to your wife. I'll tell her. <laughs> you know what I did, girl? <laughs> Shoot. So by the time you do your interviews, you'll be ready. I'm all vented out. To listen. I'm venting. <laughs> Not grande. I'm ventied out. Starbucks, Starbucks. Uh oh, watch out. So, um, so yeah, so we met, you know, 20 years ago, jujitsu tournament. I got my butt whooped, <coughs> kept coming back to training. Um, Eddie was already beating people up. Like he was already fighting in super brawl. Um, it, I will never forget the time. Um, I don't I will never forget the time. Oh my god, I forgot. No, I'm just kidding. I never forget the time. <laughs> it was after one of the fights. Neither of us were 21, and we couldn't even go to the after party. At Pipeline? <laughs> was it at Pipeline? Yeah, it was at Pipeline. <laughs> oh, that's the age was limit. It, was it Egan's party? Yeah, it was like Egan's after party. 
It, it, I don't know if it was, sure? no, it was super, I, it was super raw. We couldn't, cause we went and we couldn't go. And like, I saw you outside. You're like, bro, don't even worry about that. We're going to go to another place. And we went to another place, a gentleman's establishment. Oh, I remember that this That you knew night. somebody out, out there. And we ordered a pizza to the gentleman's establishment. <laughs> I remember, I think That's it was. <laughs> I th- Wait, where was this? I, I forgot the name of the Hawaii place. Hawaii by Nights, was it? It was like in Keomoku. Yeah, it was like Keomoku, but like, yeah, it was it was a trip. I was like, let's try this one. But yeah, we went and like, I think you knew somebody that was right, like at well, the door. Right when, right when the door, the bouncer saw yeah. me, he was like, oh, what's up, Woos? Yeah. And he was like, he welcomed us in and it was like, yeah, good And times. then we ordered a pizza there. And then, what's his name? Because John Alessio was with us. Shout out to John Alessio. So John, I think he uh, fought on that. Co- I think he actually fought Egan. I think that was, but no, nobody was twenty-one. So we like got into this gentleman's establishment and ordered a pizza, <laughs> like some, <laughs> like some big old kids, you know, <laughs> some big old like our parents aren't around, like you know, like little kids, you know. Like some actually, tall. I think I I was twenty-one. I don't think you were twenty-one. I I because sure? I legit like I don't think we. I don't think anybody was 21. I don't oh, think you man. were 21. I don't think John was 21. I know I wasn't 21. So I, I was butthurt. I was like, oh, what do you mean I can't get in? Hmm. All right. But, yeah, so that, needless to say, we go way back. <laughs> um, test, test. Let me make sure. Okay, I didn't turn that off. Okay, cool. So I grabbed it kind of funky. Oh. I was like, okay. Um yeah, so over the years, me and this guy have been roommates. He's been a <laughs> groomsman for me twice. <laughs> and, and, uh, and the last time. Yeah, the last time, the most important time, the last time. But uh, Well, maybe in like 20, 40 years from now or something. Maybe, who knows, maybe I'll yeah. get to return the favor. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Um We've been oh for that part maybe sooner maybe I don't know who knows who knows who knows, yeah. um, but uh, we went we've been all over the world poking holes in actually no nah, not poking holes in the ocean but we've been all over the world like for fighting for training um, just kind of like living a lifestyle and always been friends and on top of that this guy is a pretty accomplished artist as well as a pretty accomplished martial artist. Um, As far as art, I know he's always been into drawing. He's um, been a tattoo artist at times. Uh, He's (laughs) at times been a carpenter, you know. Um, He's been a a creator, you know. Um, And on top of that, as far as like being a martial artist, he's always been, you know, someone that's been involved in martial arts too as well, and probably more consistency consistent than most as far as like uh, actually being in it, being involved in it. And now he's transitioned into being a coach, and that's a super duper cool thing. Um, let's let's talk about let's talk about art. For a second, yeah. Let's talk about drawing stuff. 
How you do that? <laughs> <laughs> How you do that? How you do that? <laughs> How you draw? Well, uh, depends <laughs> what we're drawing with. Are we drawing with pencil? Just like or are we drawing what, with whatever. So, like, when you came up, when was the first time you got your hands on something? Art. Oh, wise, like, art wise. When I yeah. liked art, I was really. I was. I was a young kid. I was. I think I was like seven, maybe, uh-huh. or maybe even. Maybe I was around eight. Uh-huh. Eight or nine. I used to just always draw on paper. Yeah. You know. But um, growing up, I always liked art. Yeah. And I always drew. I always liked to sketch. Yeah. With yeah. pencil. I yeah. was into sketching with pencil. And at one point, probably my teenage years, I, I got into charcoal. Oh, sick. And, um, uh, and paint. In my older teenage years, I got into paint. So I like paint and mixing colors Yeah. and tattooing. That's when I started. I started tattooing when I was, let's see, how old was I? I think I was 15. I was 15. Actually, yeah, I might have been 13. Around there, 13 or 15. Around yeah. there, I started tatting. Can you either confirm or deny? <laughs> yeah, because when you you don't remember the times when you're tatting, yeah, like bad tattoos. <laughs> you don't remember those days. Those are like dark days. <laughs> Crooked spider webs and the little the the three dots. You know, yeah, hit everybody up with the three dots. Yeah, and but, then um, keep going. Um. Uh, and so by the time I hit. My twenties, in my twenties, that's when uh, um, I practiced my art when I was locked up when I was twenty. And shout out to the system, <laughs> keeping, keeping people no, oppressed. <laughs> no shout out to the system. <laughs> no shout out to the system because I was in the system and Re- retract the shout out from. The <laughs> <system>. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping people you know, oppressed. Shout out to the pe- the good peoples that are in the system that help the system become successful, success, successful system, and That's not right. the crooked guys that try to use their power to overpower inmates and yeah. you know helpless people. And that's like being a bully. Yeah, hit you with a wet tennis ball. Yeah, it's no, terrible. That's not cool. <laughs> Keep your tennis ball in your Keep pants. Your tennis ball, exactly. <laughs> Conceal, carry, tennis ball. Dry it off first before you put it yeah, in there. Yeah, wet tennis ball. <laughs> Ridiculous. But so, yeah, so you got practice in there. <laughs> and then you came out. Okay, so one of the one of the things I had was um, when, when I got locked up was uh, they, they raided our cells. Yeah. And they left us with pencils that were, like, cut. Yeah. So half pencils, just like that. Oh wow! Yeah, just like that, and and paper, and that's it, and a Bible. Yeah. And that's all they left us with. They took yeah. all our other books, uh, everything else that was um, a luxury. Yeah. They took. And uh, so that's when I really went deep, and um, that little pencil was like gold to me. Yeah. And I actually rebelled a little bit, and I drew a big old piece up against the wall yeah. in my cell. Yeah. And, and it was it was what my vision of what I thought Jesus Christ would look like. And right. that's the image I drew on the on the wall. Yeah. And uh 
it may be there still today. It may be there. Yeah. Seriously, because <laughs> every guard that saw it yeah. didn't say one word about it. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it, unless someone damaged it or someone vandalized it or someone erased it or did some crazy stuff to the picture, it was there the whole time I was there. Yeah. And uh, that's when I realized that um, a small pencil drawing being able to draw like a whole piece yeah. on a wall yeah because it was like his whole body yeah on the wall except his feet was cut off to the to the waist but yeah um and a little pencil about two inches yeah drew it one of them protractor pencils the it one wasn't remember like that. a protractor yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the little <laughs> short one with no eraser <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what we had <laughs> right there they give you those little ones yep that's that's what i used <laughs> Skillcraft. Yep. Shout out to Skillcraft. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it seems like like art for you was like a coping me- mechanism, you know, like a yeah. way to kind of like deal with things. It was like a, what do you call it? A, a therapy. Therapy. It was a, what does he call it? A, a channel. A channel. What is that word like I'm looking for? A way of expression. It is. It's a word that describes. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, a uh, um, a path. A uh, anyways, you a all hand. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we're not good at charades. We, we all need tell. to vent. We yeah. all need to vent. We all need we all an need outlet. To outlet. Outlet. Ding yes. ding ding ding. That's right. Maybe Winner. we might be good at charades. We might be. <laughs> this might be it. Do you know what I mean? You know, we have to go back and watch the footage to see, you know, what we could do better. But yeah, well, we might have to do a separate episode on separate episode charades. Charades. <laughs> charades. Shout out to charade. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to charade. <laughs> Whoever you may be. Um, shout out to the chocolates. Shout out to chocolates. Yes. Shout out to our cousin Tisa. Tisa. Shout out to Tisa chocolates. for the chocolates. Yeah. Um. So you use art as an outlet, as therapy, as a way to express yourself, as a way to constructively rebel, maybe. Maybe there's a smidgen of rebellion in there, Um, but more expression and to be able to paint outside the, the lines, so to speak. That carries over and then when was the next time that you found yourself in a position using art for money for money for money okay. yeah and um it actually started when i was locked up i mean it gave me my cigarettes i was able to buy some food yeah um but it was a, i was able to put money in my account with it you yeah. know so it actually kind of helped me get by yeah. at times when I needed it. Yeah. And then when I got out, it was uh, I was doing tattoos. Right. And that helped me survive a little bit. You yeah. Know, and be- yeah. Be- it helped me eat a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, I had to learn. Yeah. And they weren't the best. Yeah. But honestly, my tattoos now are really good, though. Yeah. No. My, I've my seen tattoos now are on point. I've seen your book and pictures of some of your work and stuff and like yeah like 
it's like that doesn't come that that's not like the coolest thing about seeing someone who's good at art whether it be tattoos whether it be painting whether it be writing whether it be dance like to see the product and the point where like it's actually like speaking to you and evoking emotion like like it doesn't just happen you know what i mean like people see things like oh i could do that like yeah you can but with a certain amount of repetition dedication and uh denial of ego so that you can make corrective actions to get to that next level so you can figure out what the objective problems are work to fix those and then get better so right. that's just something that I've noticed and like I like I, I remember looking at some of your work and like this dude can draw how come you know, it's always crazy to me when people I'm myself I'm like a graphic mm-hmm. artist and I work with you know like digital media that's kind of like my my canvas or whatever um, I have done like regular paint I've, I've done a few shows and things like that I've actually sold a few pieces of work, which actually makes me feel good, even though it wasn't for very much money. But um, that in itself is, uh, like, like when I see people that have, especially when it comes to, like, that hyper-realism or, like, if I told you to draw something, you can draw it, that just, like, blows my mind (laughs) just because – you can tell, like it always, it shines through. It shines, shines through that someone took some time and worked at it to get better at it, so it looks awesome. So um, <clears throat> that's something I, I never even really—I don't know if I ever expressed that to you, but like, yeah, like I was just kind of like, oh, that motherfucking can draw, and then look the <laughs> other way and then walk away. Because <laughs> you know what I mean, dudes. We, you know, we fighting and stuff. <laughs> hating, hating. You know what I mean? Hating from the hating people, from the people sidelines, peeking from the windows <laughs> with a balled That's up so fist. Funny. Oh, he's you so know what I mean? Like this dude can draw. What else? What else? You can think he's he so smart just because you can read? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good reading, good reading behind. Yeah. So, um, so you use art. And then, like, so, like, from the inception to, like, perfecting it to working at it to tattooing with it. Um, bless you. God bless you. All right. All right. Um, so you use art. You got to the point where you're tattooing people and then you are find that you can be compensated for it. And it helps provide you with things that you need and help supplement you and um when did you find martial arts when i was seven years old around the same time yeah coincidence i think not (laughs) (laughs) right seven is seven is a a good number yeah and um at seven i did uh, my dad brought me to taekwondo Okay. Man, it was a spot that just opened up, and it was an instructor that was it was his first studio, and he was all proud. And I joined with him, and uh, um, I did a I did a did a tournament in L.A. Um, 
and um, I made it to Greenbelt. Uh-huh. I don't even remember uh, <laughs> <laughs> what level that is. Yeah, yeah. I and, but uh, yeah, good, that's though. the color I remember having. And I did a ty- I did a tournament, my very first tournament. You gotta listen to this one. So my very first tournament, um, I, I was horrible with my my kata. Uh-huh. My kata. Um, there's three judges in the panel watching you, and you get in the middle of the mats, and everybody's watching you, and it's just you doing yeah. solo, and yeah. you're doing all these uh, visuals of forms, and you know what I'm talking about, kata. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when I did my kata, before you do your kata, you introduce yourself, and, and you you know introduce your the name of your school and all that stuff. And when I went, when it was my turn, uh, I was like this. I was so shy, and I was like. Hi, my name is Eddie Yagen, <laughs> and um, I'm going to do kata number. And they're like, excuse me, sir, can you speak up a little bit? <laughs> hey, how old are you at this time? <laughs> Seven. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. So I was like, <laughs> my name is Eddie Yagen, <laughs> and I'm doing kata number seven, and I'm from Cho Taekwondo. <clears throat> and then they all, all three judges, they all like got up on top of the table trying to get their ears closer to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And it was, I got third place. Yeah. And there was only three people. That's all right, though. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but then that was before sparring, uh, the, the sparring matches. Oh, yeah. So my first sparring match, it was, it was um, against... It was against a kid. I think it was a blue belt. And uh, I made him cry. He and deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just joking, people. We're not I about being up children. I made him cry, and then he couldn't continue. <laughs> oh, okay. And then so they put... Say, so what my sister told me, is they, they secretly put me up against um, a red belt, and I think that's like next to a black belt oh, kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Um, he smashed me, but he didn't knock me out or anything like that. He beat me by points, Yeah, you know, and he was just really fast. He knew how to score, and it, I was so mad at myself after that. Yeah, You know, I, 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 I was so mad at myself. I totally forgot about the guy that I knocked out. Yeah, yeah. You know, TKO'd. Yeah. It was more about the guy that just beat me, and I was so disappointed in myself. Like, and it, it was always like that with me. It was every time... Even if I won a gold or a, a for this for that sparring, yeah. I won gold medal for that. Yeah. When they put me in a different bracket, yeah. they had to move me up in a different bracket. Oh, and yeah. I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. It's just like okay. Yeah. Who go here, it? Eddie. Go here. Okay, Eddie. Go here. Okay, yeah. and I'm going. Yeah. So I didn't. Even, I'm seven. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about brackets. Yeah. What's a bracket? Yeah. Line they just told up. me. They just told me to go, <laughs> and I went. Yeah. <laughs> And so I left with a gold medal uh, and, a, and a bronze medal from the kata. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, though. You, you yeah. Know, kata ain't for everybody. Right. <laughs> and then eventually that um, studio shuts down. Yeah. And so my dad takes me to karate uh-huh. when I'm nine, year, nine years old. And... Is this karate karate or is this like this is um, Kimpo, like Floris Brothers karate? Flor- okay, okay. Floris Legit Brothers. Okay. karate karate okay, okay, from okay. Bru- these guys knew Bruce Lee. Okay. Floris Brothers karate. Okay. And I think they challenged Bruce Lee a long time ago. 
oh, Flores yeah. Brothers Karate. Um, but anyways, <clears throat> no, my I'm cousin. Gonna to, I'm going to have to get to Googling when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the bigger names in karate when yeah. it comes to American karate yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And, uh, well, that was back in the day, so I don't know how it is now. And, you know, people might be hearing, karate guys might hear this and say, what? You know, so I don't know, you know, yeah. but that's where it was at. And that's what I heard. And that was the story behind what I. You, you was know. eight, bro. It's all good. I was eight. <laughs> Nine. I don't know. I, Nine. Don't, <laughs> I don't know if I even remembered half of the times I, I don't remember any yeah. of the classes, actually. It's a blur. It is a big time blur. Yeah. And then after that, I did it for like a year and I wasn't really into karate. And, um. We move away yeah. from Cali. Yeah. And um, that was it for a minute. Yeah. I moved to Washington and it didn't do any. Oh, moved to Washington, seventh, fifth grade. In seventh grade, I wrestled. So that was my first experience wrestling in seventh grade. Ah. So that's my wrestling background. Yeah. It was wrestling for seventh grade uh, junior varsity. Yeah, yeah. And... It was a good experience because I was in competition. Yeah, yeah. And I won one competition. Yeah. I think it was one. No. I lost all. <laughs> <laughs> I lost all. Perspective. I lost Perspective. all my wrestling matches. But I was I was actually proud of myself because out of everybody that lost matches, a lot of times they lost from getting pinned. Oh, and wow. I didn't get pinned once. Yeah. And that that I was proud of because I never wrestled in my life. I had no idea about wrestling. Yeah. I, you know, I was I was about Bruce Lee and I was about um, karate and taekwondo, whatever I knew yeah. at the time. Yeah. So on the groundwork was still fresh for me. Yeah. It's funny though. It's just like, so like if for those of you that may not be familiar as far as like wrestling, wrestling. A pin is might as well be a knockout, and a tech fall like if someone outpoints you, is the same as like a TKO. Like the match stops, you know. Like oh, you got twenty one points to zero. It's, it's done. You don't wrestle. No, you stand over there. This guy yeah. wins. You don't more. Yeah. You know, and and if you get pinned, it's somewhat similar. Not as not as bad. I almost feel like getting pinned is like the same like getting knocked out. Like yeah. sometimes you just get pinned, sometimes you just get knocked out. Right. It's just like somebody touches the button and your body responds and being knocked out, sometimes you just do the wrong thing and you can't recover from it. Right. And you just get pinned. And that just that happens. Try not to get pinned, mm -hmm. of course, like don't get knocked out and then try your best to be skillful enough if somebody's outclassing you. To not get either TKO'd or outpointed. So, yeah. So, back to you. Seventh grade wrestling in Washington State. Then what's the, what was the next step for you after that? After that, you end up... I end up... My parents end up getting divorced. Um, and uh, I get a, I get end up getting sent to Hawaii uh -huh. because that's where my dad went. Yeah, yeah. And so... I was born in Hawaii. I was yeah. born in Hilo. Yeah. And um, when I was two. FBI from the Big Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Big Island. Big Island. Chi. Chi. <laughs> um, all right. All right. 
And uh, when I was two, we moved to Cali. Okay. So moving back to Oahu, or this time Oahu, um, at age 13, I started boxing. Okay. Actually, I think it was 12. 12, I started boxing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we went to Waipahu Gym. Shout out to Waipahu Gym. Waipahu Gym. <laughs> shout out to all the gyms in Oahu. Well, um, shout out shout to, out to my uncle Jesus Salud. Jesus Salud. Shout Jesus. out to Jesus. Um, there's so many gyms. Like, like Kaka'aku. Like, I mean, like, like Wainai. Like, it's just like such a rich history of like, just like. Like stand-up fighters. Stand-up fighters. Guys that... Dennis Alexio. Dennis Alexio. Oh, guys that troll. Oh, guys. Cause guys that troll. Because they know quick. Don't you know, make like that. Oh, you know those guys, bro. <laughs> they don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just had somebody pass by. That's why I was waving. But, uh... Oh, that's, a, that's actually a security guard. Oh, good He came in him. here the other night. Um, I invited him in. We had, you know, quick chit-chat. And, yeah. you know, I had a, one of my students over at the yeah. same time checking out the new spot. And yeah. we just were talking, and he, he was happy for us. And yeah. he's glad that we're here. And he shared a little bit about his martial arts history as well. And he's a black belt in karate. Um, I think it's like Shoto... Shoto, Shotokan? Shotokan, I think, or Shotoshan or something. Something, something. or other. But yeah, that's Shotokan, that's like, you know, look at his hands, man. If his hands look like bricks divided into fingers. That could be. That's like, that's, he got them big be. hands, yeah. them, them rock breaker hands. Yeah. That's that Shotokan, boy. They don't mess around. They'll give you the judo chop. Chop my neck off. Yeah. Chop. Man. Sick, sick, sick. I'm bleeding. I swear, a turtleneck that day. Yeah, you got to. Scarves. <laughs> scarves. Heavy scarves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so back to uh, boxing in Hawaii. Boxing. And Waipahu. So I boxed. I didn't get to compete. Right. Um, after that, when I was 17, I did some, did some Muay Thai. I started Muay Thai yeah. when I was 17. And then uh, I trained Muay Thai. Man, I used to train. I lived in Waikiki. Yeah. And there was a on, on the roof. We used to hang up on hang out on the roof. Yeah. Of yeah. the uh, apartment building that I lived in. Yeah. And there was. You didn't never to, kick nobody off, did you? No, there used to be a pipe that hung from the top. It just uh-huh. used to just stick out and bend. I don't know what pipe that was, but it was a big fat one. So I, I remember ta- duct taping. Oh wow. A punching bag, an <laughs> Everlast punching bag to that pole. Oh, and wow. every day I was up there, boing, boom, boom, like Tong Po. Tong Po, Banging yeah. that bad boy. Yeah. You know, and people used to. Shout w- out to the movie Kickboxer. Cheese, cheese. Van Dam. Van Dam. One of my <laughs> friends actually, a long time ago, uh, actually. A guy, <laughs> a guy I was locked up with. He said he remembered my face, and he said, "Did you did you live in Waikiki?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "I think I used to see you. Do you train martial arts?" And I used <laughs> to say, and I said, 
yeah. And he goes, I think I used to see you um, training on your roof. He goes, do you have a bat punching bag on the top of the roof? And I was like, yeah. He goes, man, that is you. <laughs> I used to watch you. <laughs> I used to drink and watch you. <laughs> like, oh, this literally guy, he's going to go down. Tonight's the night. He's going to break I, his leg. <laughs> I would literally go up there and bang it for a while. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't just like punch it for a couple, you know, punch a couple hits and yeah. a few minutes, stay up there and look around and then go downstairs. I would yeah. stay up there for hours, bring my bottle of water. Yeah, yeah. Kick it up there. Yeah, yeah. I, I set up a couch up there. <laughs> <laughs> I set up a couch up there. I made my boys carry up a couch. That's me and my boys. <laughs> That's uh, that's skill development, you know. And you know what the funny thing is is like, the more and more I talk to people, the more I figure I find these situations where people like, <laughs> like get into a groove and do something um, that elevates a particular skill that they incorporate into their their greater art form. So like, I have this notion that, so like similar to like painting, right? So like people paint everything like people paint houses people paint you know rc cars people paint you know roller skates hopefully not the actual axles or wheels or whatever because you might <laughs> get them to move bearings bearings don't paint the bearings because yeah, yeah don't none do of that. that um but painting is a thing that happens <laughs> bless you bless you and but when <laughs> once you get to the point where where um your skills like you've perfected skills and elevated to the point where you can use that as a means of expression that could potentially evoke emotion, then you've transcended into the world of art, you know? But a lot of times it takes that relentless commitment to perfecting a skill, you know? And you may not even realize that you're perfecting a skill, kicking hard as hell, <laughs> kicking a metal pole, uh, wrapped in an Everlast punching bag for hours and hours at a time, but that's just an example of something where you've taken a skill, you've committed to perfecting that skill, and it becomes something later on that's elevated to the point where you can incorporate it into your expression, and ultimately that expression translates to art. But in this case, it's a martial art, right. so it's pretty... It's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty powerful thing, you know. And like, I just uh, the more I talk to people, the more I realize that's the thing. That's the kind of like that's the pathway to it, you know. So I just figure I'd jibber jabber and highlight that because <laughs> I never. That's something I never knew about. I never knew you was like uptown pulling it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that was the <laughs> that was back back it. in the day, boy. Yeah. So those those are the days where. Um, Did you have a ponytail? That's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was actually bald at that time. Okay. Um, I was bald for a reason because I actually got in a fight uh -huh. <coughs> in high school. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and the guy, the dude, pulled my hair the whole time, and he held me down, kneed my face a few times, held me down there, grabbing hair, slammed on me, you know, pound, you know. Right he, I got my ass whooped. <laughs> got my ass handed. That was honestly. I got two. I got whipped twice in my life. Uh 
and on the sh- and I was uh, when I was about I think I was about seven years old, six six or seven years old. Um, I went to a park with my boys, and this uh, older 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 black kid was like he, he him and his boys were there, but he was like showing off to his boys and uh, much bigger kid, and then. Uh, I think it was from basketball. It was such a long time ago. I think it's from basketball, and then he ended, he was on top of me, beating me up. <laughs> I just remember that part. He was on top of me, beating him up, and uh, my boys had to pull him off me. And he's like, "Yeah, that's enough." And I was like, "Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, get off me. Man. Get off me, fool. That's enough. You, <laughs> that's you, totally enough. You, you, you think right. you bad? Yeah, you ain't so bad. <laughs> Come to Rocky I'm go movies. home. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and find a way. I'm gonna go home and find come a back. way. I'm gonna perfect this. And when I get better, I'm gonna come back to the same part and walk here every single day. You ain't so bad. That's the kind of kid I was, though. I wasn't yeah. like, I'm never coming back here ever again. I was more like, okay, all right, fine. I'm That's gonna go it. do something where it's gonna make me not be on the bottom like that ever again or you know everybody anybody confront me again that's never gonna happen to me yeah, again and that's yeah. <clears throat> i think that's when i used to kind of take martial arts i think that's when my dad started taking me yeah to taekwondo yeah i think that's when he started that actually reminds me of when i started training taekwondo right there was this little white kid that um was a blue belt yeah and um I was I was the only one that was still the beginner beginner. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else was kinda a little more advanced and stuff like that. But because this kid was a blue belt, I respected him way too much. Uh, it was one of those those lessons. Yeah. One yeah. of those lessons yeah. that I needed to learn. Yeah. You know, that short amount of time I was in Taekwondo, those were one of the short small huge lessons actually that i needed to learn that could take me for the rest of my life yeah yeah. and the lesson was so this was what this was this is what happened we sparred it was sparring day i went in and i was so scared of this kid just because of the color of his belt yeah and this kid was about my size yeah same size as me yeah but he was a bigger belt link blue belt yeah, I was yeah. white, white. Yeah, yeah. Fresh. Yeah. So instead Starchy. of sparring him, I started a conversation. <laughs> My dad was sitting there watching, right? So I'm like, oh, hey, so where are you from? <laughs> I would tap his leg with my leg, like like kind of soft kick. Yeah, yeah. And he would, he would talk back. I'm like, yeah. okay, okay, oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, oh, you know, I'm from... You know, this and that, and I would talk stories with them. We, we got, I got my ass handed to me when I got home. I walked in, my dad beat my ass. He beat my ass so hard. <laughs> he beat my so ass so hard. Good money. You need to go there and conversate. He's like, oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what you're going to do? That's what you are? That's what you owe you a little pussy? Huh? <laughs> oh, man. I got my ass handed to me oh, where man. I hated this kid. <laughs> I freaking hated this kid. Oh man! I know. It, he beat me up so bad where I hated this kid, and I was like, "Wait till sparring day." If that's gonna you. happen to me, if I talk to you again, 
I'm gonna share my pain. I never, yeah, I'm gonna share my pain. I'm gonna share my pain. <laughs> <laughs> my prediction, <laughs> pain. Oh man! So that day we went back. Yeah. And I was just. I think Bruce Lee was already a part of my life for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the next week rolls in and I'm prepared every day as preparing my mind for this day. Yeah. We spar. I'm like, oh, there ain't no talking today. <laughs> I had my eyes focused. <laughs> he had no <laughs> idea where I was at. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And he thought, oh, it's this kid that talked to me the last time. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to be cool because the way he started off was like his his guard was dropped yeah. really low. And this yeah. is Taekwondo. So our, our guards already dropped. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so he wasn't even jumping. He was yeah. just like, oh, OK, this is this guy. He's scared of me. Yeah. He probably saw my fear the first time we met. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, this guy's he wants to talk to me. I don't want to hit him because he might cry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not for that type of foolishness. So I brought it to him. I was like punching him hard and kicking him and he was like you saw his frustration on his face and he was like <laughs> doing one of those like oh yeah you gotta and catch he did, up you gotta catch up to the fury he even did the one one of those oh yeah oh okay you <laughs> know is, it's this, one of those this, days this, is this like the 80s or 90s this is the 80s the 80s yeah this is so the 80s that's all you gotta say I think, it's, <laughs> I think it was like 86 86 this he may or may not have had a bandana on. <laughs> my dad had one on. His t-shirts may or may not have sleeves. This is the time the colors, okay. colors was oh, wow. popping off. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, no, no, this wasn't time of colors. Colors, colors was popping. Was it after off, that? Yeah. yeah it was after that. that. Yeah, yeah. it was after that. Because I wasn't gangster yet. Yeah. I wasn't gangster yet. No. Yeah. This is still in my formative years. Trying not to get bullied days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, uh, where I leave off at? Oh, so you're talking about, so you came back and unleashed the fury upon this. Oh, yeah. Young gentleman. And so every time I kicked him or punched him, um, he would have to back up and say, oh, yeah. <sighs> and he would get so mad that um, I got promoted. That's awesome. <laughs> I ended up get promoted. <laughs> I got promoted to Blue Belt. See? Yeah, and it was because it was because of the tournament and it was because I ended up sparring with the top guy of his he was the he was the bull of the gym. Yeah, yeah. And I was just the newcomer. Yeah. And I just demolished the bully. Yeah, yeah. Like I went from talking from to talking this kid to because I did not want to get negotiate a behind whooping to to giving him a Handing him an ass whooping that he had no idea was coming at him. Ralphie, no. Ralphie, no. So that <laughs> learning lesson, the whole point of that whole story was do not, do not overestimate a person just because of the color of his belt. Yeah, make them earn their respect. Earn their respect. The respect gets set in the beginning parts of the match. Right. Not before the match, you know, in the beginning parts of the match, because you never know. You never mm -hmm. know what could happen. You never know. Um, he could he could be he could have food poisoning. Right. He could be Mike Tyson with food poisoning. Right. You might have a shot. Yeah. So it's like this. He might be trying not to boo boo on himself 
And because of that, you might have a shot. You never know. But the respect gets set in the beginning part of the match, not before. No mm. time before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So those are like early stages of martial arts. Um, and you said you had a fight. Excuse me. You said you had a fight before Schofield. Um Let's talk about OG Grappling Unlimited because <laughs> we both got some experience with that. Um, Wait, let's le that's leading on to that, though. Okay, okay. Continue. We're almost continue, there. Continue. We're almost actually there. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so <clears throat> this was because this wasn't even my first fight yet. Right. Okay, so uh, that was the first, the first um, tournament right. was after boxing and then muay thai i didn't fight any fights in muay thai when i trained muay thai <clears throat> and then after that i did when i was when i was 20 that's when i started doing jiu-jitsu when i first turned 20 yeah. that's when i started doing jiu-jitsu and it was actually with marcelo tiger yeah and that's um i was i was still a white belt I didn't get no stripes or anything, um, but Marcelo got sent to Brazil or whatever happened in his life. And I ended up going to Helsin's, Helsin yeah. Gracie's, <clears throat> and Helsin welcomed me. And um, I trained under Helsin and did some tournaments and got a few gold medals from Helsin's. You know, I was actually structured in jujitsu with Helsin. Yeah. And uh, Helsin gave me my blue belt. Yeah. Because um, I, I ended up taken all his top white belts yeah so he kind of had no choice but to give me my blue belt yeah. you know because i was getting the gold medal for his school at that time yeah yeah <clears throat> so he gave me the blue belt oh, and uh, right now yeah hit him up that's what they're there for it's like a glass of water in an interview drink it i'm trying to make sure i'm far enough away so Okay. <laughs> Not almonds on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Helsing Gracie got some tournaments, and this was the breaking point uh -huh. because my goal for fighting it wasn't to be a jiu-jitsu artist. Right. It was to be the best fighter in the world. That's right. And I asked one day. I walked. I, I asked Helsing. I said. Um, <clears throat> You know, my dream is to become the best fighter in the world. I want you to support me because, you know, you, you gave me my blue belt and I want to advance, you know, um, but I want you to support me and I want to I take fights. Yeah. And I have a fight coming up, I said. Yeah. In a couple of months. He said, I cannot re represent you because you have to be brown belt. Or a black belt. You have to be brown belt, at least a brown belt for me to represent you. And I said, okay, how long is it going to take for me for, to get a brown belt? He said, uh, you know, you train every day. You know, could be, could be 10 years, you know. And I was like, I ain't got 10 years. <laughs> that means I'm going to be 30 but by the time I fight my very first fight. 
Yeah. 30. Yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. I don't have that. And and I and I was asking the other brown belts, Anzuka brothers. Yeah. I yeah. asked them actually. I went up to them and shout I was to Chris doing, and Mike Anzuka. Shout out to Chris <laughs> and Mike. You know, good peoples. You know, um, I asked. I actually asked them, and they were bl- brown belts at the time. I asked them how long it took them to get their brown belts, and they, oh, we've been training for about fifteen years. <laughs> and I said, in my head, I was like. I do not have 15 years. Like I'm trying to fight now. This is my passion. This you is only my love. retired before you even start. <laughs> I got love for Gracie's. I got love for Helsin. I got love for the art of jujitsu. But my life and everything that's taken me to a course of fighting and not just jujitsu right now. <laughs> so I took a fight when I was still with Helsin and two of the guys went with me, which was Steve. Yeah. And um Was that Ordinsky? Yeah, yeah. Steve Hordinsky. Shout out to Steve. Shout out to Steve. I haven't talked to him in years. Um <laughs> I don't know if he's mad at me because I I left. But <laughs> I, I ever since I left he hasn't talked to me. Oh okay. unfortunately. And um um uh, my br- tongue I'm, I apologize if I you know if I'm having a brain fart right now but uh, you know him too uh, he's our friend he uh, he's OG from back in the day does he have a big head he's white dude white kid he he kind of you know he was in the beginning super brawl too he wasn't fish no um <sighs> He's not that smaller weight class. Smaller weight class. Um, uh, starts with an L, I think. <sighs> Gosh. Lincoln. I'm, Lincoln. Shout out, Shout Lincoln out to Lincoln. Right. Tyler. <laughs> you the man. So, you know, I had a lot of respect for Lincoln. He was a purple belt at Helsin's at the time when I got my, I was the white belt and I got my blue belt. And Hels, uh, Lincoln was a purple belt. <clears throat> and he was killing you know, and, and the tournaments and getting some gold medals. And he was just, you know, he was one of the top guys at our gym yeah. at the time, you know. So I had a lot of respect for him. And so he was there in my corner. So it was him and Steve. And that's when I fought Calvin. No, wait. Yes, that's when I fought Calvin. And then, then, and then, uh, and then they actually came to my other fight when I fought at the Blaisdell. So I fought two fights. Yeah. Um, when I was training at Helsin's. Yeah. <clears throat> but the thing is, I couldn't represent. I couldn't say that I was training at Helsin's, and I got tired of. <clears throat> I was training Muay Thai at um, Palolo Gym with was it teddy lima teddy no Uh -uh. it was a guy that was doing a free class at palolo gym at the rec and everybody was barefoot on basketball courts 
That sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> and uh, there was a lot of people. There was actually about 25 people there, girls and guys. And it, everything was about leg kicks. Yeah. Everything we did, every single day we trained it. Actually, I only did Tuesday and Thursdays. I did Tuesday and Thursdays Muay Thai there. And I did uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at Helsin. Yeah. <clears throat> actually every other day every other, so it was actually four days at helsons and two days there because i i did six days at the gym and then one day i was just at the park training so i did seven days a week yeah. i was training seven days a week i remember because i had a goal yeah I had dreams yeah and um at that time i got tired man i was going both places driving to this other location to train muay thai and then training at this place for uh, jujitsu with Helsin and you know it was, it was cool and I loved the people but because Helsin told me that it just like sours it a little bit it soured it a little bit because I was like man this is where I'm going yeah I'm, yeah. I'm three I think I was three and oh at the time I'm yeah three I think though too like back in the day that was not an uncommon response from like pure jujitsu people you know like the thing like back in the day especially like in hawaii like you seldom ever saw anybody that was ranked higher than like blue belt it's <laughs> like and it was like tons of guys that were training it wasn't tons of guys that were necessarily fighting it wasn't tons of tournaments at all you know but it was definitely like that it's funny because, like, the more guys I talk to, at least from, like, that time period, like, the story pops up. It's always the same. It's like, yeah, so-and-so said I needed to be, you know, I need to have a doctorate and <laughs> what you would call it before I could become a fry cook, you know. And, yeah, so it's a, it's a common, common theme. Yeah. That was um, that was our lives at the gym. <clears throat> so we spent I mean, a lot of time at the gym, and that's when we come to a point where I had to make a decision. <laughs> yeah, and that's when I went to Grappling Unlimited. Yeah, and I talked to Egan Inoy. Yeah, shout out to Egan. Shout out to Egan Inoy. Um, and he he welcomed me with open arms. Yeah, and and. He said, I'll represent you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was so happy. Yeah. That I have finally had a team. Yeah. A place you know, I was, uh, to I was fight. Right. <laughs> and that's how it all began with Grappling Unlimited. Grappling Unlimited was a gem. That's when we didn't have, we were killing everybody. We didn't have a schedule. That's how much of a gem Grappling Unlimited was. We, <laughs> you would just show up. Uh, who was I telling? I was telling somebody, I was like, yeah, you would just show up. You could tell how serious you were by the size of your bag. Like, if you had, like, a little backpack, then you were kind of serious. But if you had, like, a hockey bag, you was not playing around. <laughs> like, Because you would show up with everything. Because you never knew. You'd have a gi. You'd have, you know what I mean? you have, like, one of those, like, workman things of water. Like, a big old water jug. You'd have like, uh, you'd have like, knee shin guards, boxing gloves, face 
protection like you should every day like you just sh show up and just be there for hours like just because you never know like you might start off like doing muay thai and then before you know it like someone shows up hey you guys want to roll okay and then before you know it you're doing like this crazy you know two hour session with like three other guys you know trying not to die and that was a day <laughs> that was one day <laughs> it's like one day kicking that blue bag <laughs> that the one banana bag in the bag is like, <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> I digress <laughs> so that's when you showed oh, up to Grapple Unlimited back in the day um, we already touched on being too young to get into the after party um, and then fighting and super brawl and the illustrious Blaisdell Arena. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite, like, like time period memories. Regardless of whatever the outcome was, it was always interesting <coughs> going to the Blaisdell and walking down that ramp and fighting in a ring. Because at the time, that's what we fought in. And, right. and there was a period in time where, um, like, like, like uh, Super Brawl was like in affiliation with Shudo, which basically was awesome because that's where everybody wanted to be. Um, and Shudo, which started in 1984, was MMA in a ring, you know, with a standing eight count, which is trippy to think about now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. MMA that, with a standing eight that count. That sucked about shoot So bad. Because I fought one shoot, though. Yeah. But it, it was it was in Hawaii. It was Blaisdell. Dude, I look at those gloves now. Those gloves were winning made those original gloves. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm hmm. like, I wish I had some of those. But when you're B-class, because like, I was B-class. Like, so like, when you're B-class, like, as soon as you're finished, they come get the gloves. Like, right. Give me those things back. Right, like, right. Oh, I had to give them back too. I wish I had a pair. Just yeah. one pair with the with the lace ups, man. I look online now. I'm like, man, not even. They don't even like. They don't even have them. They don't even have them, yeah. man. So if you out there and oh, it looks like the um. No, it's here. Oh no, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the reflection. Looks like I stopped. It stopped. Uh, Recording. Oh, okay. Recording video, so we don't have video anymore. But okay. That's something that, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna work out. Hey, over. let me call you back. Sorry. <laughs> get back. That's something Sorry. that over over the next few episodes, I intend to like thoroughly work out um, by getting like a, a dedicated video camera. Because mm -hmm. what you guys will see online is you'll see. Um, That's for you. Oh, why? Well, thank you. You'll see it's, video. It has your name all over it. Yeah, this is this is me, <laughs> and this is you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. The big old lumpy one. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So hopefully over the next few like weeks or so, I'm gonna get a dedicated video okay. camera because what you guys will see when you see it is gonna be, um, you're gonna see video but the video that you'll see will have been video that i've taken using my phone mm -hmm. and linked up to the audio so um and in the uh in the spirit of increasing the production value that i offer i will be obtaining 
a better video camera and hopefully being able awesome. to share that. So, um, so for this one, we're going to end up with less than the appropriate video. Um, but, so, fighting-wise, right? Oh, my booty back. Uh oh <laughs> So, fighting-wise, you end up fighting Super Brawl, fighting in Hawaii, fighting in Guam. Shout-out to Guam. Shout-out to PXC. Um, PXC. Which, I got a chance to fight it, too. I just want to put that out there so people know I'm not. Not really a fan <laughs> of the owner or anything like that. <laughs> but eh, shout out. <laughs> eh, it's all love. I it's have, all love. I have, I have love for good. everybody. Um, it's an it's an incredible. It's been an incredible journey. Um, and then uh, fast forward to leaving Hawaii. So, but, but okay. So the whole time we're in Hawaii, right? We eventually end up as roommates. <laughs> Besides being like, you know, inseparable sidekicks, you know, like eventually like we end up as roommates and it, it's just a magic ensued. I remember this one time in specific. Uh-oh. I got a I got I got a um I got an aquarium. <laughs> and uh was that the one on the outside? No, it was a big, a big like Lincoln Cause I, I was roommates. That with was Lincoln. the one that we put up there, right? And you gave, you yeah, gave on it to the Christian. outside. You gave yeah, it to yeah, Christian. yeah. I gave it to Christian. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I remember I had like some cichlids, and I like like because Lincoln gave me that fish tank, right? And like, like I was like, oh snap! I got a I got a dope fish tank. Like this will be cool. I can learn about cichlids. And I leave and I come back, and it was you and your cousin. <laughs> you guys got fish. <laughs> You got a freaking what is it? The Oscar? Oh, Oscar! And it yeah. ate the other. Fish. Ate all the other fish. Was like, dang it! I get home and like this fish is just looking at me like he's cool. big enough to see me, you know? And he's like looking at me, and I'm like, what happened to the other fish? And then he goes, burp. <laughs> and the rib cage floats out. <laughs> the, I remember that. <laughs> So bad, I was like, I'm gonna eat you. I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> that's you so funny. But <laughs> yeah, that's just one of the that th- is so funny. Eddie was always we first of all, we didn't have cable or Wi-Fi or none of that. We had karaoke and Crown Royal. <laughs> no, but not no, all the time. You forgot. You forgot. We had Henny privilege. Henny privilege. Henny privilege. Henny privilege and karaoke was and always what we had. Privilege. Yeah. And that's you know that's all you need for entertainment. You don't need Wi-Fi. You mean Wi-Fi? And we had. I mean, at the time, we this were, might have been before Wi-Fi was invented. Right. <laughs> yeah. It might have been not even possible. Yeah, there was too many other things that could keep us occupied. Yeah, yeah. Back in those days. Back so, in the days. <sighs> Anyways, um, there was all kinds of fun that happened there. There was like, I mean, surfing. all kinds of parties. Dude, over there. we had we had besides parties. The remember the Halloween party? Oh, that was oh, that was before we lived. That was before we lived together. We had the most amazing Halloween party ever in the existence <laughs> of Halloween parties. To this day, I still enjoy Made history. Halloween. Made we history. set the we set the bar set for the house bar parties so high, so high. <laughs> um, 
But we won't get into that because we're grown men right now, and we don't need none of that. We don't need to talk about resurfacing. That. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, you know what I mean? We 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 good yeah. Christian boys right now. So changing from boys <laughs> to men. That's right. Karaoke status all day. Um, I remember that. I I mean, like we used to have like, like so. I remember we made the decision that we were gonna move. You were moving here to Vegas, and I was moving to San Diego, and we were both trying to make it as coaches slash martial arts competitors. And we decided what would be a good op- op- opportunity to like better our t- our um better our our craft if we have basically open mats at our house on Sunday evenings. So we used to have open mats and like we would practice for like free. for free. Free ninety nine. We would practice teaching. And this was like this might have been like this was like oh six, oh seven. Oh. This was in Because this was before 06. I moved. Yeah, yeah in the 06. Yeah. Because we moved 06. Yeah. We moved in December 06. December I moved 06. In 06. Yeah, yeah. 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 So this was before we moved. So yeah, like 06. We yeah, were 06, like. 06. That's when we was doing it hard every weekend. In the every garage. Every Sundays in we the had, garage. We had people folks coming by the gym, by the garage. It training. was in the Newsweek. They, they published it for me. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we, it was lit. Like we had. so, But this was all just. For the note, for the idea of like, we're gonna be teachers and we should get better at teaching. Right. So we That's just what that, that that was the idea. That was the idea. And then fast forward, here it is, thirteen years later. Because I remember how I taught some of those classes. Years, thirteen years They're later, horrible. I have pictures. You do? I have like two. Man, or three you gotta pictures. send me. Man, you have all the. Pictures. You had hair, bro. You gotta <laughs> send me these pictures. <laughs> yes. Yes. Send me some of these pictures. Yeah. Uh, because. Man, I gotta see those. Yeah, no, no, no like no joke. You know what I mean? Like uh, Eddie, I've is, been meaning to hook up some new flashback pictures. Yeah, <laughs> on my Instagram. I'll, I'll find. I'll, I'm pretty sure I, I might even have them on this computer. But okay, if not, I can. I know I can find them. Okay. I'll find that sucker and I'll send it to you. Okay. But yeah, it was it was in the garage, boy. We, we was out there. You know what I mean? Teaching, you know what I mean, enlightening folks, you know, <laughs> sharing sharing the craft and learning how to share the craft right. the best we could, and just like the same notion, the same idea is like, all right, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get better at doing martial arts. We were, you know, at that time, this is like thirteen years ago, trying to get better at teaching martial arts, and you moved to Vegas, and then I moved to San Diego, and then. Eventually, you moved to San Diego, too. Yeah. So you were in San Diego for a hot second. Um, Three years, actually. Yeah. You were t- you were training at um, Alliance. And then um, you were teaching at Undisputed because all of us were, like, at Undisputed. Yeah, everybody was at Undisputed. Everybody. Everybody started at Undisputed. Everybody in San Diego legit started. Out. Yeah. And then branched off and went other places. Alliance even was there for you know a small period of time like because like the guys that started that were at city boxing and then they went their separate ways and then were with undisputed for a little bit and then they went their separate ways and then went to their own situation and then um but yeah that was like alliance sparring was like that was like the jam (laughs) it's like it's like those were some crazy days (laughs) i remember going i 
for me at the time, I was like going to school during the same time as I was going to sparring at Alliance. So I would like go in there and like, man, like go get lumped up <laughs> or lumped up or, you know, and then shower and then hightail it from Chula Vista to East County to go to school and sit in school and try not to fall asleep. Right. <laughs> so I was trying not to fall asleep so bad. Right. I wasn't succeeding all the time, you know, but uh, thank goodness, like, somehow it averages itself out and I, I got enough. I, I didn't kill enough brain cells, so I have had enough so I could actually get through school, even though I may or may not have been awake <laughs> during, during during some of the, some of the process because those sparring sessions like legit, you just be like, damn. <laughs> Every time I should be sitting in the you class, know? they would look at me and they'd be like, uh, "You okay?" I'm like, "Damn." <laughs> yeah, you know those sparring sessions at Alliance were no joke, man. I mean, no, no. I remember every time I drove to the gym, my heart pounding. Yeah, I'm getting ready for war. It's yeah. like I'm have to knock somebody out if they're gonna. They're trying to knock me out. I got whoever knocks out somebody first because there's always somebody yeah. that got hurt every single week. Shout out to all the homies that was there at during that time. Even shout out to. Uh, to the homie coach uh melendez melendrez shout out to coach because uh he was there in the middle of it and, and like any of those guys can tell you like it was those were uh enjoyable times <laughs> to yeah. say the least you know those are definitely like galvanizing times where you're like yeah like and you look over in the room and you got guys like you know besides i mean like in the in the smaller end of the spectrum, we got you know like Dominic Cruz. I think during that time, I, I think Michael Chandler might have been there. There was like, just like I mean, just like wall to wall savages, you know. Um, yeah, there's just like tons of dudes, you know, that were just out there and they were getting after it. And then the big dudes, like you got like, or like on the bigger end of the spectrum, we had Travis Brown. We had. Um, we had uh, um, uh, Brandon Vera. Shout out to Brandon Vera. Um, shout out to Brandon Vera. We had uh, Phil Davis. Shout out to Phil, Phil Davis. Davis. Out there. Shout out. Alexander Gustafson. Um, yeah. It was just. All of those guys. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. I don't even know how I'm still alive. <laughs> I'm still alive. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a tough room, you know. and. Yeah, it was. Um, for sure it was definitely like a good experience like looking back looking back on it definitely like hindsight it's like i'm glad i got to be a part of something something like that and then you were out here doing that and then um you went from there i remember so you fought in tachi the tachi palace fights um Probably one of my most memorable experiences <laughs> is going to Tachi Palace. Despite all the stuff that goes on, like, despite all the stuff that, like, happened with the fight, the stuff before the fight was legendary. Um, but we drive up there. <laughs> Nonetheless, 
We go to the fight. We get all everything all situated. You're up there. Wait, 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 wait. You got to start all the way from before we even drove. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so before we drove, bro, I don't even know how much I even want to get into. Because <laughs> it was legendary. Um, Just a quick recap of what I was going through because that's important. Yeah. What, what did what did I go through before my fight? Dude, okay. So before the fight... <laughs> if you guys hear smut, uh, crunching and whatnot, that crunching is uh, these uh, dark chocolate covered almonds. So I'm gonna try my best not to, uh, you know, crunch on the microphone, but they're delicious. So I'm sorry. I'm just gonna apologize in advance. It's too sorry. delicious. I can't even. I can't be held accountable for the I'm deliciousness. Um. So. So okay. So back to so back to Tachi Palace, right? Um. Before, the, so like, getting ready for this fight, I'm helping you like get ready and helping you do like, like do jujitsu stuff, and we're working on different things like, like strength and conditioning wise. Um, I'm more of a like, more of a um, more of like a, like a help, you know, like like, not. As like not like as in the means of like like direction, not like you do this, you do that, you know. Like I'm, like even for my guys that I brought up from like absolute like like not even know how to throw a punch to actually being able to fight. I've never been. That's never been me, you know. And I think that's one of the reasons why. And plus, you like we're like super duper good friends. Um, so like that's that's kind of like my role, right? I'm the dude that like yells jujitsu stuff from the sidelines, basically. And then at this time. Uh, Adrian, Coach mm-hmm. Melendrez, um, he's he's the he's like the stand-up coach, and I remember. So we had to drive up to what was it Lamore, California? Yeah, Lamore. Okay, by Fresno. By Fresno, and one of the things that I realized about guys that are fighters is. We live for like a lot of us live not not all of us, but a lot of us live for that rush, that excitement, that like shot of adrenaline, and that can be great when it comes down to performing, putting yourself on a in in a lights camera action experience, and like basically standing in front of a few thousand strangers and punching another stranger in the face in your underwear. That's great for that. However, comma, <laughs> other facets of your life can be affected um, judgmentally-wise. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the best way to put this. When um, when it comes to negotiating other things, like regular things in your life, one of those regular things is the ladies. <laughs> At this time... You happen to be dating a lady who, in the in the nicest way possible I can put it, was a shot of adrenaline. <laughs> she may or may not have been stable. Probably more or less than not stable as far as, like, being, you know, like a, a sensible person. And, like, that's par for the course for, I'd say, 98% of fighters, most most fighters, they live in, that's how, they, 
man, everything is great. Training is great. What's going on with the girl situation? Oh, Jesus. Oh, man, she <laughs> shot at me. Oh. <laughs> she shot at me. <laughs> she shot at me. So I meet you. We're, so me and Adrian go to meet you. <laughs> and we're like, I'm like trying to call you. And like you hit me up. You're like, yo, bro, I'm around the corner. <laughs> like, what do you mean you're around the corner? I'm at your house. Like, yo, she's in there. <laughs> she's she's in, in there, there bro. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, what do you mean she's in there? You know, like, see if you can get my sweatpants. <laughs> we, we, mind you, dude, we we trying to drive up to basically to Fresno, like right now. <laughs> no Meanwhile. Time. You were hidden around the corner because you know this unstable lady is basically, she's acting out. She's trying to claw and scratch at you any possible way she can to secure, like, like, just. No, this is the reason why. She I was, was already I was already sleeping in my car for a whole week. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I know. But so, like, this is the, the reason you was doing that was because she was trying to right, get at you. Right. She was trying to, like, she was, you know, from what I, we, what I understood, she was like. You know, like ah, oh, nothing. I mean, like she knew that this was gonna be like a big thing for you, and she was just trying to insert herself right. in it. Right. You know, but that's because she was like, a, she may or may not have been stable control situation. She's losing control of somebody she had control over. Right. She's trying to like put a, you know, like make a statement, you know, whatever. So yeah, so we were like, we finally negotiated. The, you know. The police came by. They made her give you <laughs> stuff. You know, the police come out with like one gear. She said, "Oh, he's gonna take one." Remember? <laughs> with yeah, one suit. You with with no a underwear. With Adidas track no suit, no underwear, and some Air Force Ones <laughs> to run in. Like, how is this fool gonna cut weight and some Air Force Ones and an Adidas track suit? Well, um, we took that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we it, on our way up, we rolled. Uh, we went to um, Big Five, oh, man. and we got some uh, some semi suitable gear, and we left all that chaos behind. We thought, <laughs> we, <laughs> we thought, right? And that's the beginning. That was the beginning. That's how it all started this off. This has got to be in a movie. Yeah, Adidas tracksuit, Air Force Ones, cutting weight on the way to Fresno in a car. Um, and it was, I think, it, I think it was like even like a, it was like a. We went to Walmart. I think we went straight. It was to like Walmart. Walmart. No, it was like Big Five. Was it Big Five? Yeah, it was Big Five because Big Five had like running shoes. We were looking for running okay, shoes. Okay, because I got because you that had the socks, yeah. underwear, yeah, shirt, yeah, uh, wife beaters, yeah, 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 a shirts Man. for for those of you who know the difference between a shirts and uh, regular t shirts. Oh, sorry, I said wife beaters. Same thing. <laughs> I just like saying a shirt because nobody remembers that. You oh. say a shirt, people be like, "What are you talking about, a shirt?" Like a shirt, man, wife beater. Oh, that's what they call. It? Yeah, read <laughs> yeah, the package, yeah. bro. Yeah, whoever <laughs> named the wife beater, man, they were successful because yeah, it stuck. It got spaghetti stains already on it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so we, so after all the dramas, we strolled strolled up to uh, Fresno, get into the hotel, get everything situated. Business as usual. Surprisingly, it feels like, like, all right, this is this is a safe space compared to what was happening on the road and the whole situation. We are 
far enough away so this isn't this ain't messing with us. We, this is not going to deter us. Um, you go out there during the fight, have probably one of the performances of your life. Take the belt from the then champion by via via first round submission, and then stuff ran off the rails. <laughs> Next thing I know, um, Soto's brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess from what I understand is like the dude's brother, um, uh, may have been, uh, an affiliated nefarious character of the time that they were fearing for our safety. Well, I mean, so backing it up, it wasn't just that way fearing for safety. So this is what happened. So you win, dude goes two minutes, two, like two minutes. Next thing we know. Our attention gets focused on um, on the cage. And security guards. There's like, because all the security guards are wearing yellow, yeah. yellow shirts, right? This is like a sea of yellow shirts. Um, circling me. Circle, like, Protecting they were out, there was guys circling you, but we were on the outside cage going in. We were ready to go in and say, yeah, you know, like, because that's like the whole point. Like, you win, you get to say, yeah. Um, outside the cage... There's a bunch of yellow shirts. Dudes is like grabbing at somebody on top of the cage. This is like somebody's daddy on top of the cage. And um like, oh snap. Like and like uh he was he was irate, you know, and uh security got him, got him off the cage, we got in there. I think during that time too, like like it was like pandemonium because um, your manager was like screaming at somebody. There was like people screaming. It was an upset for sure, and it was like one of those upsets where people were like, like pissed off. Like, yeah, yeah, we told you. So it was a lot of that. And then yeah, I wasn't supposed to win that fight. Nope. But but you got it done. <laughs> yeah. Got got the job done in two minutes. Dude jumps on the cage, pulls him off the cage or whatever, and then um. Which is his brother, Joe. His brother. Joe You'll Soto's find out later. Brother. That's 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 his brother. Um, and then like security is like concerned for our safety because of the situation. And then um, like j- just like just police were concerned for our safety. So we get escorted by security, and we basically get told that you guys got to go. <laughs> like I'm like you're still wearing your fighting gear. Like, still sweaty. <laughs> like, we didn't even get to stay until the end of the fight. Like, you're still wearing fighting gear. And in in probably in one of those, in that tracksuit, you know what I mean? I think I have a picture of you in that tracksuit because they gave you a check and then, like, you just cashed it at the cage instead of, yeah, like, they taking us off. From the cage, security guard <laughs> on every angle. Yeah. I was in the center. And one security guard was literally has arm around my shoulder. His hands, his other arm was like he was uh, uh, running back. Yeah. <laughs> it was clearing away. It was the first time in my Make life. Make a hole. Make I a felt, hole. I felt like I was Mike Tyson. Yeah. Honestly, I felt like I was Mike Tyson. I just knocked out uh, or I just knocked or I just beat Joe Soto, <laughs> which is top. Top, top guy at the time. featherweight at the time yeah. when I first moved to San Diego, that's all everybody was talking about. Yeah. Joe Soto, Joe yeah. Soto, Joe Soto. He's a savage, man. Shout out, props to Sh- Joe Soto. Joe Soto. Savage, dude. Yep. And um, 
no, so no. they escort us to the c- cashier's cage. Cash, no, actually, straight to the room. Right. Straight to the room first. We right. packed everything up. Yep. They no showers. For us. I was they mad about for that. Us. No shower. No showers. <laughs> straight to the cashier's cage. After that, they escorted us. Cash my check. Then the security guard escorted us straight out the door to CHP. Then CHP. We got in the car, and CHP was there. (laughs) (laughs) We got in the car, and then CHP was there waiting by the car. (laughs) Like, (laughs) keep going. (laughs) So CHP follows us all the way to the freeway. Right. And uh, when we... He, he takes off at the next exit, and we're like, well, let's go get something to eat. We see a In-N-Out, you know, big In-N-Out sign coming up in a couple couple exits, so we're like, let's go In-N-Out, let's go. And uh, so our celebration was 22 ounces at Mickey's. Chevron next door yep. and uh, some In-N-Out at the bench. At In and Out, yeah, <laughs> that was our celebration for that fight. That was probably one of the most epic the celebrations too. And yeah, the and the belt. Palace belt, <laughs> the belt, In and Out, and tall cans. <laughs> no, <laughs> there were bottles. No, there was tall. Ca- I they were tall cans. Yeah, tall cans, green tall cans. It was like Mickey's. Oh, Mickey's tall yeah. cans. Yeah, yeah green you're joints. Right. Yeah, my bad. I remember the uh, insulation, aka brown bag. <laughs> Was like sitting there, yep, yep, yep. We had we to were supposed to be we celebrating, yeah, yeah. So we had to make sure they were <laughs> concealed, concealed big yeah. time. So we were supposed to be celebrating. <laughs> I remember grabbing <laughs> the, the brown bag, you know, but yeah, so that was. Did that you was know? Okay, so there was actually that wasn't the first time my celebration for the fight of fighting Tachi was spoiled. Did you know that? Because there was a <laughs> fight when you lived in San Diego and I lived in, in Vegas and I was training with Cobra Kai uh-huh. that you didn't you weren't there for my fight. Uh-huh. It was actually when I fought Casey Olsen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you watch yeah. that fight? Um, I've YouTube? seen that fight. Yeah. 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 Um, on that fight, after I won that fight, they wouldn't let us up in the, in, in the club at Atachi Palace. Oh, geez. Yeah, they didn't let us go in. People, I, a lot of people understand, like, it's like you see UFC, you know, and like by the time someone gets to UFC, hopefully they're at a point in their careers and, and overall like like martial arts maturity where you don't have a lot of that extra. You know what I mean? Like it's not a lot of extra. Like some people might put it on for the camera because they want to like, you know, like make the make it seem like they're selling their fight, you know, giving some people a reason to be interested in their fight. And that's neither here nor there, you know. Not necessarily my preferred method of, like, promoting the fight. But, like, when you're in the show and you're fighting for $1,000, $2,000 and you got your mom and grandma in the crowd and, like, it's all types of, like, interesting shady individuals that are on the card or maybe on the card or maybe in the crowd, like, it's like a whole different level of experience. Mm-hmm. It's like, especially like some of those times when we would go down to, to Tijuana, like it's like you don't know, or like Mexicali, like you don't know. Like it's like you are literally putting it on the line. Like, mm-hmm. like I hope I come back. 
like I hope I come back from my fight. Right. I hope I can get it. You know, I hope I can get into an after party somewhere and someone thinks I'm cool. You know, but uh, that may or may not may not be the case. So yeah, um, that was an interesting one of one of one of many interesting things. Um, we went to Russia. We've been. UFC fights. Um, we've <laughs> we've been in some interesting situations, man. Like Maui, Maui. Oh yeah, Maui. We forgot about Maui. I totally forgot about. Totally Maui. forgot about Maui. Maui was fun, <laughs> bro. Like Maui was like, <laughs> man. Maui was so much fun, man. Like that was our first ex- escapade. Yeah, Maui yeah, was our first the, escapade. Yeah, yeah. No, if Maui was like. Bro, like, yeah, and, like, you don't even realize, you know? like And, like, a lot of the fight, like, those fights, like, we weren't getting paid very much, you know? Like, we are getting <laughs> paid. change. Yeah, like. Three and three. Three and three, yeah. Like, you, lucky you get 600 bucks. You win, you might get 500 bucks, you right. know? Like, you don't even have tickets to sell because you're fighting in Maui. We live in Oahu. It's right. not like we have people that are going <laughs> to fly over from Oahu to Maui to right. watch us, you know? Unless they're already over there, you know, or, like, they're on the same car, uh-huh. you know, to come to the the War Memorial Gym. Shout out to the War Memorial Gym. Shout out. <laughs> um, That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget that, the War Memorial Gym. What was the name of the event called? Um, Warriors, Warriors of the, of the New the Millennium. Warriors of the New Millennium. Warrior, yeah, 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 Warriors of the New Millennium. Warriors of the New Millennium. Like, yeah, man, Maui, bebopping around. After the fights, BJ Penn's there, freaking, like, just everybody's there, you know? Like, Do you remember? Okay, so after that. Albert Manners. Albert Manners. Always bad manners. Yeah, Shout out to there, Albert yeah. Manners, yeah. So this is, okay, so before that, I didn't smoke. Right, weed, right. Right? Right. And, um, I, I mean, I did before, but I quit because I wanted to be the best in the world. You right, know? right, wanted, right. You know, I thought that, I thought that if I smoked – it's going to stop me from being champion of the world. Right, right. You know, and, and that's, it was actually a drug of choice, preference over alcohol, over anything else out there. Yeah, it's zero fat. Right, zero fat, no cholesterol. No cholesterol, no calories. Definitely straight up the best for you Yeah. out in the market. Anti-inflammatory. But lied about and uh, advertised as a Satan As the devil. Plant. Yeah, the holy basil. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we walk over to BJ. BJ BJ Penn invited us over to his um, his room. Was uh-huh. it BJ? I think it was BJ. Yeah, it was BJ. So it was BJ, and he invites us over to his room. He's like, "Come over. We're gonna we're gonna hang out." All right, cool. So we go over there. We knock on the door. Boom, 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 boom. Knock in. And then they answered the door. When they answered, the, when when whoever opened the door, the smoke was just like. It was like London fog. It was like, <laughs> what? And I was just surprised because I was just like, BJ smokes. <laughs> and that was for me. I was just like, BJ smokes. <laughs> Next thing you know, BJ passes me a blunt. He's like, come on, Eddie, smoke. And I was like, okay. You know, and so after then I was, that was it. I smoked, but I didn't drink. I yeah. smoked though. 
I remember t- there were times where we would go. What was the spot in Alamoana? The um the bar upstairs. Mai Tai's was that it? Mai Tai. Yeah, yeah. I remember getting a pitcher of um what you call it of uh, soda water with lime. And a straw, and walking around oh. with a pitcher. Oh yeah, remember? I remember walking That's around so with funny. a pitcher. <laughs> That's so funny. It's I like people that. are drinking pitchers. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like people drinking beers, like Heineken. Like that was the one. Oh, I could give you a bottle. You know, and like <laughs> we're walking around with pitchers. soda water with well, a I lime had, in I it. I had a cup and you had a pitcher. Yeah, well, I had a pitcher. I put a pitcher and a straw in it. I'm like I'm gonna stay hydrated. Yeah, water with lemon was always my. Go to bar, bar drink, bar drink. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Eddie, I remember at one point, right? I went to a club and people were buying me drink. They wanted to buy me a drink. Yeah. They wouldn't leave me until they left me with something that they, they bought me a drink. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember this whole table was full of waters. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had like 10 people buy me water. So I had like 10, pe- 10 waters. Some of them bought me two waters. <laughs> so I had a couple guys buy me two waters. And I'm like, what am I going to do with all these waters? <laughs> <laughs> Where is this going to go? <laughs> this is a part of it. <laughs> yeah, man. Those are the days, man. Like, just... Cruising around, bebopping around. Those were the days where we were the best. Those were the days where I was was undefeated. You know what's funny? It's like you think about it like I always think about it now. Like I talk about it sometimes. Like like one of the things that like besides like knowing that the action was outside of Hawaii and if I wanted to do it full time, I would have to leave. Um, Besides that notion – like, back in the day, like, I thought I knew what politics was, you know. I thought I had an idea. And then we moved to the mainland, <laughs> moved to California, and then you really understand, like, <laughs> politics is on a whole nother level when it comes to MMA, when it comes to fighting, when it comes to these shows, when it comes to, like, stuff people deal with. It's like it's like a whole nother, like... Like, Hawaii was, like, junior high for drama. And then you move to the mainland and you go to college for drama. (laughs) It's like drama college, you know. Um, What else is it? Okay, so we basically, man, we've gone on a lot about a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's just how it is. Like, we've known each other for, like, a hundred years. There's so much to talk about. We're not even talking about everything. But my toes is cold. I know. I, mean, I was just, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> my cold toes is cold. I got to pee. I took my shoes. I got to pee. Real bad. <laughs> yep. Um, Your stomach is growling. I can hear it. Yep. I, we got to go hit the, oh, we got to get the p- Filipino it's food, right man. Here. I, I haven't eaten meat in like months, but if they got some bomb dinaguan, I might have to make an exception. <laughs> they actually do have some bomb Chocolate dinaguan. Beat. Chocolate beat. Get uh, that dinaguan for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your wife, <laughs> wife going to say? She's going to be like, is your, is, how are you doing? She's going to call, ask me if I'm okay or not. But, uh, yeah, man. So <laughs> this is what you say. I feel the best I've felt in my life. <laughs> I just ate some pork. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going to end up happening? She's gonna, she's gonna, I'm going to say that. 
And then my guts is going to be like, am I on speakerphone? No. It's just. What's that sound? Oh, there's some construction outside. Hammering and, you know, all that stuff. It's these Vegas spiders, man. These Vegas spiders is about that action. They be. They fart. <laughs> Big old farting spiders. Um, but, yeah, so we've had a really uh, illustrious, uh, interwoven uh, existence. You're one of my best friends. Um, as far as martial artists, like, you're probably one of the best martial artists that I know, committed to the lifestyle and – Wanting to be better, wanting to teach people, and wanting to get guys better, wanting to positively affect people. As far as art, the only person I know, well, not the only person, but one of the few people I know that can pick up a pencil and use that pencil to recreate something, and, like, that says something. And, like, the confluence between those two, like, what it takes to be good, um, the perseverance, like, you embody that, and... Hopefully that can be something that somebody else finds useful, finds uh, something of use, finds a little jewel, and just like our conversation, our banner back and forth. Um, what would you say to somebody who was thinking of getting into martial arts? Like, say you're talking to like an eight-year-old kid who's kind of like you were like back in you know, in the 80s when you before you started martial arts. What would you tell a kid, like a little kid, that was, like, thinking about getting into martial arts? I would tell him this. I would say make sure it's the art that you want to do and make sure if it is, then you stick with it and train your hardest and do the best that you can for the amount of time that you're able to do it and able to uh, the amount of time that you're training that art and if you feel like you fall in love with it, then pursue it. Yep. Pursue it all the way till the t- till you get to the top, till it starts to pay your bills. Pursue it. Don't give it up. That's right. What would you tell a kid who might be more artistically inclined? That might be someone who is thinking about making art their chosen path. Art is a little different. Art is something that we can always do as a hobby or something on the side. You could also use it as a career as well. But a lot of times an artist's life is really hard. And uh, um, I mean, not only the competition and stuff, but uh, I would actually tell a kid... um, it's great that you're an artist and uh, there's there's a lot of things you could do in your life with your art. So pick something else too as well. Pick your top three. Right. I would say pick your top three and you might be able to implement all three of those things into one career. But if you just pick one, it's really, really hard I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just really hard 
And for it to be hard, you got to have a lot of support behind you backing it. Yeah. When I say it's hard, that means it, it's going to be a lot. Uh, the, it's going to cost a lot of money because if you're not making any money and you're spending it to do this form of art that you're doing and it's not bringing you any kind of income or residual income or anything, then it's not a waste of time. It's just maybe something that you want to put to the side until yeah. you find something that can... Um, um, fund your your life. Right, right. You can't neglect, like, um, like, you can't do to a point where it's, it's tearing you apart. Right. You know, and that, that almost goes <coughs> the same way for martial arts. Like, you can't do it to a point where it's tearing you apart. <laughs> yeah, you can't. It's hard, though. It's hard, though. It is. It's, it's, a, it's a hard balance must have balance it's like musashi you know it's like he's a great sword fighter also great at calligraphy and writing so you know actually you know what my advice would actually be at the long term out of at the end of the day after all my speech and everything i would say to anybody that's um just learning everything in life i would say not to spend your money and forgot, forget about luxurious cars, forget about luxurious clothes, and nice things, quote, things. Things are a waste of money and time and energy because things are the brand new form of rubbish. Make sense? Yep. So that would be my biggest learning lesson at the end of the day, the life that I've lived and everything that I've learned, that would be one of the things that I would teach is whatever money that you do accumulate or make, don't buy things with it. Yep. Things that you don't need. Sometimes we think, oh, we need a nice car. You don't. You know, you yeah. need a car that runs and it'll take you from point A to point B or do help you. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Do whatever job you need to be. <coughs> Bless you, you need to take, <laughs> take care of, you know. But other than that, things are what we were taught to waste our money on. So don't do it. Yeah. try to be try to be good with your money try to good with your money you know go with your people you know go with your experiences i'm just saying because if you're going to become a fighter and you're earning these little checks yeah that money needs to be invested into your career and not into your living expenses. So if you say if you are a brand new fighter and you earn a thousand bucks in your very first fight because you earned 500 to show another 500 to win and you won that fight. Now you had a thousand bucks before when I fought that thousand bucks went straight to my car. <laughs> that thousand bucks for me went straight to the after party. <laughs> that was, <laughs> see, that it went didn't straight even to make my it car. Home. Yeah, and, um, and it wasn't a thousand bucks. It and, was like five hundred. And and <laughs> what that did was, I just I just wasted a thousand dollars. I fought for something that went to my car. When what I should have done with that check was I should have invested it. Bitcoin. I, I should have invested <laughs> that check into my fight career. 
So what I should have done with that is I should have got brand new gear, um, maybe some private lessons. Um, but for me, I wanted to paint my car. Yeah, yeah. I wanted a nice brand new paint job. Yeah. Because I wanted to be Hollywood. Shiny. He's so shiny. <laughs> Don't be shiny. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't be shiny, boy. <coughs> you know, it's, it's today's society. We're taught to be, you know, materialistic and drive around with nice cars. Blank, blank. Look at that guy with the Benzo. Whoa, look at that. Consumers, nice. like we've been, we've been conditioned look, to be look, hyper Kong, consumers. While we're driving, they're staring at us, Kong. Look, yeah, look straight. Don't look, don't look. Like, yeah. Like, what does that do? Absolutely nothing. Nothing in yeah. your life. So that would be my best advice. Word. Fiscal responsibility is important. Um, and there's tons of different things that will pull you in different directions as a fighter. And then very similarly, like in art, like the guys that are like actually like making their art like it, like pay back, like they're in the same pressures. Like, you know, you, there a lot of them are dealing with some of the same issues as far as like young fighters. Um, and don't be like you were saying, like you should would have paid for like equipment or lessons or private lessons. Like, don't necessarily be afraid to invest in yourself. Like, take that class. Uh, you know, schedule yourself for that trip, for that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, do those things that like put the stuff inside your head instead of inside you know your closet or underneath your bed or on your car. Like put inside, like like invest in yourself. Like get that extra little cert yeah. certificate. All right. Um, how can the people get a hold of you? You can call me on my business phone. Uh, my business phone is eight six seven five three zero. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Seven zero two five five nine two four four seven. That's seven zero two five five nine. Two four four seven. Ask for Coach Eddie. How can the people get a hold of you on the Instagrams? Instagrizzle, Eddie underscore Yagin Y A G I N, and Destiny underscore Health underscore MMA. That's right. And <sighs> look forward in the future for the Destiny MMA website. Uh, we're gonna work on that. We can get something. We can get something put together for that. That will more likely be kind of like a hub of all the things where you can kind of get a con- get in contact with them. If you're in the Las Vegas area, we are at what's the address again? Forty three, forty three North Rancho Drive. Suite number 106. Look for the jujitsu sign. Jujitsu. And thank you for your time. This again is Ray Collins Rye from the Martial Artsy Podcast. Go out there, do something tremendous. tremendous. I, don't even, I don't even have a way to like stop. I just kind of like consistently just kind of <laughs> hang up. I guess I would say I'd be hanging up. All right, y'all, be safe out there. Peace in the Middle East. Cheers.